Welcome to Descender from Klarna, a podcast where we dive deep below the surface of design. I'm your host, Rachel Rosenson, and in this new mini-series, I'll deep dive into the world of UX writing with some market leaders. We're taking it back to basics to ask UX writers, how did you get into UX writing? How did you get into this stage of your career? And where are you off to next? Our tour guides on this journey are Joe Bertino and Sergio Valero. Sergio has been working and advocating for content design for the last seven years. He leads a team of five content designers at Doc Planner, where they have the mission of making the healthcare experience more human. He also loves sharing everything he's learned about UX writing at some universities and schools, such as UXER, Barcelona Technology School, Complat, and Criana. Gamer and sci-fi fantasy book enthusiast, he'll also love to talk about the three-body problem or name of the wind. You can find him on LinkedIn at Sergio Valero Notary. Hey, Sergio, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. Joseph Bertino, or Yo, as the Swedes might say, is a 90s hip-hop-loving cyclist who currently leads content design for the Klarna app. Since moving to Sweden in 2014, he's been working almost exclusively with UX and product copy. Before that, he dabbled in marketing and community management at agencies and startups in New York, San Francisco, and Copenhagen. Now he spends the majority of his time at home dancing with his two daughters and debating kitchen renovation ideas with his wife. You can follow him on Twitter at JJBert. Hey, Joe, how's the latest dancing with the girls? Oh, it's going great. They're, they're doing a lot of duets now. So one has the guitar and the other has a microphone. So it's, uh, I'm hoping for our, our own future first date. Okay, so it's the next ABBA and the Bertino family. I hope. But thanks, guys, for joining today. I'm super excited to talk to both of you about this because I think you've had really interesting twists and turns in your careers. And I feel like so many people who are getting started in UX writing or really trying to understand the potential of this career path would be would love to hear about your experience with it. So maybe just to start off, I'm curious, how did you get into this position today? So maybe starting with you, Sergio, what were you actually studying in uni and, and how did you move into the UX writing field? I remember starting as a copywriter like eight years ago or something like that. But not knowing what copywriting was, so it was kind of weird, but I was like writing back for the advertising world. And I really love it. And I remember changing back after four years to another company and the interviewer said, hey, do you want to join this company as a, what's called product writer back in the day? And I was like, again, I don't know what's that about, but let's try it. And, and then my boss told me, hey, no worries, it's as long as you're going to focus on the user and making them understand and guide them perfectly, it's going to work. And that's how we started, honestly. So I would say by, by coincidence. Yeah, there's a happy accident that comes with jobs. So it's always interesting how you end up there. But Joe, it seems like you also came initially from a world of ads or content writing. What was your path into this? Yeah, it's pretty similar to, to Sergio's. I mean, I didn't really study any of this stuff per se in, in university. But when I moved abroad in 2014, I kind of leaned a little bit on my native English, especially working from Denmark at first and then Sweden. So it was kind of a natural progression from like, what is my superpower now that I live abroad, right? And, and everyone, especially in the tech circle is, is pretty keen to have a native US speaker in charge of some of the communications. So I started out with some copywriting roles, also kind of digital copywriting and then product writing. And there's like this grad in the slow progression into what is today now content design, but it was never really intentional. Just kind of like, oh, these are interesting products. Like how can I be useful here? 
And if it was starting with the content, then it just kind of evolved into this position today, which is really great. I think we are also l- lucky, Sergio, in, in the, the timing of things, right? Um, because yeah. this is when that, the, the field actually started to explode in the last five, five, six, seven years. Yeah, so it seems like it was an organic path. Did you even realize it was happening at the time? Was there really talk about, you know, this is UX writing, it's different than, than content or ad writing? It was funny because I remember starting like for the whole year and struggling a lot. And then I remember saying, this needs to have a name somehow because I don't know about it, but I want to know more about it. And then I started looking at it, couldn't find anything. And then I think it was, uh, he was going to say, we just write and I was, okay, this exists, it's a discipline itself. And I started digging into the discipline. There wasn't that many articles back in the day, but I know there is something I can learn more and start focusing on that. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think it was more of just taking an interest in, in building products from the beginning. I mean, from working as a, a copywriter and you're sitting within the marketing team to say like, oh, these people over here, like literally when I was in, in Denmark, they were just all the engineers and product people were down below and all the marketing people are on the top floor. I was like, well, I think what they're doing sounds a little bit more interesting, right? Like from my perspective, I'm a user of this technology, of other things. Like I have experience and, and I, I think I, I know what makes me happy as a user and what I think is engaging. And so I just felt a little bit more natural and a little bit more interesting than just saying, you know, hey, use this product. It was more, how can we make this product useful for this person? I don't know. It just felt like a bigger challenge, I guess, and and more interesting for me. But yeah, like you said, Rachel, it it wasn't really conscious of that during the time. It just kind of happened. When you say it was a more interesting or or more challenging projects, how do you think the work differs from what you used to be doing in a marketing team? Well, the the goals are certainly different, right? I mean, my experience with, with marketing copywriting was you know, not surprising. It was around clicks and SEO and, you know, can we get eyeballs on this piece of content? And it wasn't really focused on, okay, now that there are eyeballs on this content, what is this person going to do? Do we care if they just read this blog post and then leave? I think for me, the big hook into what is UX writing content design now was actually like trying to build a relationship with that user and not just get their attention. And I felt like that's been a big difference for me in this field is, and like, this is just my personal opinion. It it was more rewarding to engage someone once they have discovered the thing rather than disrupt them from their day-to-day and say, look at this. What about you, Sergio? How do you think UX writing compares to your past work? Same here, to be honest. In my case, I like about advertising and citizen people, but I have to say that I love way more like letting people do what they absolutely want to do. And it's harder in terms of like you need to somehow, instead of focusing on what you want to do and let convince users to do so, now we just want to do something and you just need to find how to make them possible for them. And it's way harder, but it's way more rewarding for sure. Yeah. And Sergio, you were mentioning when you first wanted to transition into this world, there weren't a lot of resources out there. I take it now, I guess, what were the things that you felt like you needed to learn to transition from past marketing content work into Mm -hmm. UX writing? Yeah. I would say that people who are starting now are even luckier because they have a lot of resources now, a lot of courses. But in, in my case, it was more about learning about not the writing itself, but mostly about the design process itself. Like, okay, I shouldn't be focusing here in just changing the words. I need to change somehow also the design or the flow. I remember struggling at the beginning, like, I want to make it perfect, but no matter how try hard with the words, it doesn't work. 
And it wasn't until maybe, I don't know, one year and a half, two years later, that I said, okay, let's start learning, giving the basics of design. And, and it starts working. It's about saying, okay, this makes sense from the beginning, or do we need another screen or just one screen less? And it starts working. So there's really a need to understand UX as a design medium in addition to the words. And how is that, I guess, then working with UX designers? Because that also must have been quite a transition. Did that feel similar to, to how you collaborated with marketers in the past? Absolutely. Yeah. In this case, we have an experience about working with UX designers. And it was a blessing, to be honest, and also because of how, how they were. And it's just a matter of, well, it, it has many different ways of working. But basically, when I started, they just prepared, let's say, the wireframe, like, how do I want it to look and so on. And then it was like, okay, let's iterate on that and make it like, not only understandable, but usable for the for the user. What about you, Joe, when you switched into working actually with designers or product people? How do you feel about that transition? I thought it was really refreshing. You know, design is a really fun place to explore. And I don't want to speak too generally, but the difference has been that designers are a little bit more interested in sometimes in, in making a mess and, and experimenting and trying to find inspiration and, and dabble with different ideas and resources. Um, and that's not to say that marketers aren't like that. It's just the mentality is a little bit different. And I, I thought that maybe, I don't want to say the, the messy factor of design, because I think design is really, really great when it's super structured, but there is a messy step that you, that you have to take in order to get to that structure. And I think it just, the, the way that marketing has gone and the progression of uh, growth marketing and performance marketing, and it's so numbers driven, it, it is, it's a little bit more science. I'd like there to be a little bit more art and, and humanity to, to the experience. And I, I've found that in design where in marketing, it's just gotten, it's just so focused on, on the numbers. And I think sometimes we forget that there's people engaging with what we create at the end of it. It serves a purpose. I've worked with really great marketing people, but for me, it, it didn't feel as rewarding. So I'm, I'm really excited to work with, with designers and, and artists and just think about, you know, how would someone experience this? What are the problems we're trying to solve? What are all the different ways we can solve them? Because there's never just one way to do something. I mean, even from where I'm sitting as a designer, I've noticed this kind of change in UX writing because certainly when I started seven or eight years ago, I wasn't working with a team of UX writers. And then it, I feel like it kind of came on my radar also the same time that I moved from San Francisco abroad. And so I wasn't totally sure, oh, is this a new field or a discipline? Or is this really just because we need more English localization? And I think at first I really viewed it as this translator. So it's interesting as a designer to see UX writers really become more part of the conversation. And Joe, I know we talk a lot about work, about collaboration from day one and that UX writing isn't something that you just sprinkle on top at the very end of the process. But I think it's, it's also important for designers to be adjusting to this new competence and really understanding how they can better work with UX writers as it becomes more and more part of, of the community. Okay. I think one of the, the really important conversations that's going around now is this evolution from UX writing to content design and thinking a little bit more holistically around the various ways that you can develop the messaging and then when is it appropriate to say certain things and, and how do you say it and the use of tone and so it's all of these things that end up being the message that is being communicated i think we have a tendency to reduce it to to words to strings right and and then those things gets translated when in reality we're just we're just trying to solve the same problem as everyone else like how do we communicate this really great idea to someone in a way that they 
actually want to use the product or use the service and then use it again and then use it again and then tell their friends about it. So it does get into a place where we, we have started to, to put things in their boxes a little bit too much, right? Like, you, you know, you're a writer, you sit here, you're a designer, you sit here. There's handoffs, which is obviously a really toxic way of working. We're trying to solve the same problems. And I think that's really important. And I know that the one conversation that I've been having with other people is why do we have to talk about content or, or copy at all? Why can't we all just be designers who, who have our, our specialties? That's a topic that came up in, in one of our earlier episodes this season with Alex. Where we were talking about what's the right name for, for these roles. And I also hear that you guys are often saying content designers and, you know, maybe that's better than UX writers. And I think Alex was saying he just wants to be called a UX designer and his, his medium is words but it is the same thing as being a UX designer, which I think resonates a lot. It makes sense because also some UX designers are super visual and some really stay in a wireframe and, and structural place. Mm. And so I think it makes sense that, that a, a content designer is doing UX work hundred uh, percent. Well, what about you, Rachel? How do you like to work with, with people like us? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm as a UX designer leaning really heavy into the UX side of things, less in the UI. So for me, storytelling is super key. Mm. The challenge that I have with UX writers is as a designer, I can look at wireframes and say, okay, this is a sketch. And then I can look at pixel perfect UI and say, this is now a final product. And it's very hard for me to know how to be messy with words. Mm. And I think maybe it sounds silly, but almost because like there isn't a visual difference. How do I know when we're just trying stuff out on a button versus this is now when it's polished and final? Like, and that's really hard, sure. I think, for me to brainstorm with UX writers. I think that's perfectly fair. <laughs> At the end, it's like, like no matter what, it's never going to be perfect. First of all, and also you need to test it with users. It's like, hey, do they understand it? It shouldn't be us who tell is it okay or not. It should be the user. At the end, so it's also okay that you don't have that feeling because we also don't have it, and and I think it's more than okay. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the misperceptions here is that we're like the word experts, when in reality, like, like I have no idea. I don't know what the, this person is expecting. I, I know that we have some heuristics that we abide by, like we want things to be easy to consume and digest. And so we might try to say, you know, we believe in sentence case because it's a little bit more flow to the sentence and there's a character count and this punctuation that makes sense and it's a little bit shorter. But overall, we need to get it in front of people and see how they read and react to it. And so it, it can be difficult to work with content designers if they insist on being the experts and they kind of like gatekeep the, the copy. And that that's not a healthy relationship that, to have. And it's certainly not a, a good person to collaborate with when we should approach work more as what can we learn about this? This is our best guess based on our principles and our guidelines. But if you think you have it solved, I mean, yeah, you should probably find a different profession, right? Like <laughs> everything's moving. You both mentioned the need of really speaking to users and letting them be their guide. And I have to imagine that that's something quite unique about UX writing as opposed to coming from a content ads marketing world. So I'm curious, Sergio, for you, how did you kind of educate yourself or how do you teach the, the UX uh, writers on your team to move into this user-focused perception? Yeah, I would say that you need to eat humble pie almost every day. At the end, it's like no matter how many hours you put onto one specific screen, if a user tells you it's not understandable, it's your problem, not theirs. Because it's easy to think, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever, like I spent so much time with here, it's understandable. No, no, it isn't. And you need to say, I need to dedicate maybe half more hours to that and make it really perfect 
Yeah, I think one of the worst things you can do is, is finish a project and be like, you know, I nailed it. Like, no, you, you didn't. That's the first iteration. And that's going to change for sure based on how people interact with it. So having that, that constantly learning mindset is, is really important. And you have to be willing to accept the fact that sometimes things just are never finished, right? I, I guess it's cliche, but like uh, trust the process kind of mentality here. Like just uh, keep learning, you know, that's part of it. And I think that's shared across anyone who works in design is most designers, I think, who are really successful are really interested in learning what people want or expect and not necessarily insisting that they know what's best. Yeah, I think that's certainly quite the fun of it. I'm curious, maybe moving back to, to getting into the field. I know that Sergio, you mentioned that that you're teaching quite a few different uh, universities or, or programs. Curious if you could talk me through what is the state of UX writing education? How is that looking like right now? I'm going to talk specifically about Spain, which is a market that I know, but I think that probably in the, the States is probably the same. I say that again, a few years ago, it was impossible to find anything how it is now in 2022. For example, in Spain, I think there are like, I don't know, four, six schools, universities already teaching about this writing, which is amazing. And at the beginning, it was something just super niche, like, I don't know, one, two, three classes. And now, for example, I'm teaching in a master about UX design, and it's a whole course about, it's called content strategy, but it's like part of course, content design, UX writing, also like brand and so on. I was just curious for Sergio, how did you even get into the position? Like, were you approached to teach a course or did you volunteer? Yeah, I get approached, I, I, I don't know how to be honest, because I was like, when they approached me, I was like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, literally the first day, like, oh my God, you students are going to hate me, think that I'm a fraud, whatever. <laughs> then you, of course, like you have, it's the funny thing about teaching that you need to force yourself to learn even more. And that somehow makes you better. And it's like, okay, now, just because of the act of teaching, you get better enough to teach. How does someone know if they should be looking at YouTube videos or Skillshare or going to an accredited program? What are the kind of questions that they should ask themselves or consider? I would say that it's up to you, depending on how you prefer to learn. So for example, I would never go to a, to a course, but that's how I personally attend like learning. I prefer it, not even books, I would say, but more about digging into the website and trying to find random medium articles and just trying to get the whole picture by super slowly pieces of content. But I think it's just a matter of how you prefer to, to learn. Makes sense. What about you, Joe? If you thought about getting into the field today or when you give advice to people who are considering UX writing, where do you direct people to go to learn more? I mean, I think that there's, there's certainly a ton of different schools and courses and things online now. I think it's great. It's really helped the, the field, right? And, and anything that helps the, the field helps us be included and helps like chip away at the, the idea that we actually add value and we're an important part of the of product design. But personally, I never went to any of these uh, boot camps. Like I said, it was a little bit more organic. I do think they're really useful for people who are looking to make a career transition. So if you have a background, we see a lot of people who have backgrounds in journalism, for example, and, and want to get more involved in UX, UX writing. Sure. I mean, go for a bootcamp. I think you, it, there's no harm, right? If you can afford the cost and you have the time, at least from a, a hiring perspective, it shows a little bit of initiative, right? Like this person is, is putting down some money to, to better the chances at landing a, a different job. And I think that's that should be commended, but I don't think that's the only way to do it. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm in the books and podcasts kind of uh, learning mentality. So, I mean, that's how I would approach things. I mean, full disclosure, I dropped out of school. So I'm always the fan of the untraditional education route, 
But I think it's quite interesting that these career fields were created so organically, you know, and we all started there, there might not have been professional programs. And now there are. So one of the questions I always ask myself is like, you know, people are able to be really successful in these fields through organic means without going in into the education path. So how necessary is it? Welcome to the club of dropping school. Same happened to me. It wasn't the very last year. My mother almost wanted to kill me for that. I was like, hey, I cannot send any more this way of like learning, but it's super personal thing. Like I, I like to learn in a messy way and that's how it works. So everybody should just know who they are. One other way that you can you can kind of slide into these positions that is a little bit untraditional is go get a job at whatever company or product that you really believe you believe in and, and you, you support their mission. But it doesn't have to necessarily be as a UX writer, right? You can start anywhere, but then start aligning more closely with product design, take an interest, make some friends, you know, try to slide over laterally from a position from within a company that you think is really great. And I think that doesn't get enough recognition. I think that's a perfectly reasonable way to, to do work. You're much more likely to hire someone that you know and you've worked with and you, you know, you believe in and give them a chance than someone out of the blue who's just like, yeah, I, I went to a boot camp, now I'm ready. I think that that's something, that's an angle that I think is maybe not talked about so much so I think is is incredibly useful. Yeah, it's a great point. Do you think it's important to find companies that have quite established UX writing teams already? Or is it better to be looking for teams where you could kind of be the first and, and start to forge that path? I would prefer the second approach, mostly because it was the one that I took back in the day. But I think it's <laughs> like, if you want to start with a company which has super established like UX writing, probably they're going to try to hire someone with experience. So you won't be that able to enter that way. But if you want to like, start as Joe say like, hey, just learn just by doing, just try to find a startup with, I don't know, 20, 30 people and just be the one that will be doing quite a different things, but you will learn a lot. And it kind of depends on, on a little bit more of like your personal motivation and like, what are your goals, right? Do, do you want to be a, a director uh, and lead a team and, and work for a massive company or are you content and just problem solving and being scrappy and resourceful at a small place. And you can learn a lot both ways. I mean, the, the thing is there are very few companies that have like really big, robust content design teams that are structured in a way. I think a lot of people will admit that it's still a little early and uh, we're still trying to figure things out. And so you should reflect back on, on what's important to you and how you want to learn and grow. I think that's a big part of the, the decision-making process. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about no one's really nailed necessarily the team set up quite yet. I'm curious, since you're both uh, UX writers, but also managers of, of teams, how you find your team structures are going. Like in a perfect world, how would you kind of want to be setting up UX writing communities within your respective companies? Maybe Joe, if you want to start with this one. Yeah, it's, it is tricky. So, I mean, for the listeners, Clarna started a UX writing sub-competence within product design. I think to uh, we're going on maybe three years now so we're a little bit late in the game to be fair but we've grown quite well i think we're going to be a dozen or so writers in by this summer and uh, but it is a challenge i mean we've grown quite organically so we've been chipping away internally at like who we are why we exist like why now are, are really important questions to ask you're mentioning these are very like organic team setups there isn't necessarily like a right way to do things yet what are things that you know people should look for to assess like how healthy ux writing culture is and the potential of a ux writing culture since probably a lot of them aren't super established quite yet i mean and then when you think about the the structure of 
of UX writing and how it fits within design. I think it's really important to look at maybe the, the, the VP of design or whoever is at the top of that organization and to kind of understand their experience with this discipline and how it fits. But I mean, a lot of us are, are trying to figure out what is the most compelling way to be placed and how can we align with teams? And unfortunately, a lot of it's still on kind of like your ability to manage stakeholders and influence others. And you're constantly negotiating for a seat at the table still. I really don't think anyone has nailed this, but certainly I think it's important to focus on trying to figure out where, how to talk about the structure. I would try to, if you were interviewing for a company, try to ask like, hey, what are you struggling right now as a US writing department? And try to see what, what's happening there. Because if they're saying something like, we are, I don't know, at the very end of the process, like we cannot do content first, like we struggle to convince the holder and so on. It's like, uh, this doesn't look like UX writing. Yeah, something you said really stands out to me, which is UX writing doesn't happen at the end. And that's maybe one of the key differentiators of, is this really a UX writing role or is this just a content role and layering that in, which I never think I thought about before. I'm not against that, but it's like, hey, you need to somehow figure it out. And in my case, for example, it took years. I mean, you just need to get real and say, okay, is it established and a good discipline in my company or not yet? And as Joe said, it's like, no company has solved it yet in a perfect way. And I think it's an evolving discipline for sure. But you need to be realistic also. And So it's important to understand the company's relationship to UX writing. How important is it to understand product people or, or the product designer's relationship to UX writing versus just assessing the other UX writers who are at the company? In my perspective, I think it's, it's crucial that you have some alignment with product management. I, I think that they, they have to really want and understand that this makes or breaks their product. If you can find teams that are, understand that, like, you know, design system might make a component, they're going to build their product out of these components. And then what goes in there? Like, what are we actually saying? And I think that if, if they're really interested in storytelling, which product people usually talk about quite a lot, but they don't acknowledge the messaging or, or the building blocks of those stories, then I think that you're going to be going against the current, you know, that's your full-time job is trying to convince people rather than, than working towards a better solution together. It could be nice to, to look at what, how teams approach product, how they build it, what the goals are, all, all the, the basic questions you would not, you would want to know. Yeah. Funny thing here is that we're known for like listening to our users, but do we listen to the people that we work with, like PMs, POs, and so on? And I think that we should somehow not only listen to them, but speak the same language. Like we, we are in the same boat here. It's like we just have super different approaches to that, but we, we want the same thing. It's just a matter of saying, okay, let's agree on that. Let's even, I don't know, change this feature a little bit because it makes more sense for the user. And I think we'll get even better results, but let's just uh, talk the same language here. Probably a lot of PMs might not know exactly how to best work with a UX writer or understand it. And at the same time, as you've mentioned, there's a lot of people who are organically moving into this field from journalism, from ads and marketing. It's quite hard when you're new and, and discovering this career path yourself to also have to advocate and justify it to, to people who don't understand it. How are you having those conversations with people who maybe aren't convinced on the first time around? I want to start by saying that it somehow is going to be exhausting, not going to lie. But I would say that it's rewarding also again, because you're going to do it for the user and you're here for that. I can, I can add to that as well. I think it's a struggle, right? Like you have to embrace that as part of your job is you're going to have to work across different teams and come to some kind of a consensus about what's best for your product. I think 
one thing that I'm I'm trying now is to spend more time sitting down with the, the the product leads and just picking their brain. Like, what do they understand to be true about content? How do they want to work with it? What works well now? What doesn't work well? You know, the typical research question if you could wave a magic wand like what would be improved in this process really spending time and getting to understand how they think that is part of stakeholder management right and then the other thing i think i've learned there is that oftentimes product people are the ones who who throw in that first bit of copy in a design so if we say we're helping free up your time like use us we're a resource for you like this shouldn't be something you should have to worry about because that's this is the thing that we care deeply about and i think if you can convince them that we're here to help and we're a good resource but again it takes time it takes effort and it's a lot about getting people to want to work with you and it's a lot of the team building stuff that maybe it's not necessarily stuff you might learn in a boot camp right it's, a, it's normal politics of being in the company but I think that's such a great point, the stuff you don't learn in a boot camp, because I think when I'm interviewing designers, I'm all for boot camps. I think they're great resources. But I think the big challenge I see in the gaps in those educations is one, really building the muscle, because it's one thing to learn a process and do it once. It's another thing where in more standard universities, you do it for three years over and over and over. And so you really have it kind of ingrained and tweaked with you. And then the other part is what is it actually like to work with others? And I think that's a huge issue in all kinds of design education where as a designer, you need to know how to work with engineers and how to work with product and how to work with analytics. And I say designer as product and, and UX writers and like the, the broad scale. And in all of these kind of institutions, I see it as being very siloed educations. And then you get thrown into a product company. And I think it makes people feel like Wow, this sounds so corny, but it feels as if like the design isn't pure anymore because all of a sudden you're making compromises and you have to like justify why design matters. And I feel like it really wears down people emotionally, but but that's part of it. And I think that has to get spoken about much earlier on in in your education when you when you enter a field. That's kind of a rant, not a question. No, I think we both react to that. I mean, I, I think we both understand where you're coming from. Where are you gonna say something, Sergio? No, no, something interesting, like, I think it was like three months ago, like one of the schools that I'm teaching approached me to say, hey, can you give a use writing lesson for the people who are doing the master about PM, like product management? And I was like, wow, it's somehow a, a new chapter in the in the field because it's not we are teaching to our people, let's say. It's like people from product management also want to know how to work with that because it's something that a role is going to happen and being present in many companies now and in the future. So they want to be aware of how to work with them. So they're in the same boat and they want to take the most out of us. And it's just a matter of how to communicate to them and say, hey, and just when, whenever they see the results of the, not only your copy, but the, how you change the flows, they will say, okay, I, I want more of Joe. I want more of Sergio to, to, to get involved in the, in the project. That's incredible to hear that, that programs are really doing that kind of like cross-functional stuff. That's super exciting. So then I guess maybe my question is, we've talked a lot about how you got into these positions. I'm curious from a personal standpoint, where do you see yourself going in this field? What does progression look like in UX writing? Once you've been a UX writer for four or five years, like what are your kind of opportunities to make sure that you're always challenged and moving forward? Yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting. I'm very interested in pursuing this management track. I think it's like, like I said earlier there, you know, some of this work appeals to me because the more I work with and manage other people, the more I find that work to be more rewarding. But I'm also very frustrated at the state of portfolios and requirements of people 
in our position who are interested in a management track are still often required to present like beautiful portfolios and with stunning you know, backstory and all the stuff that isn't really people management. I, I'm, I'm at a, a little bit of a loss for that. So maybe, maybe Sergio can tell me. Probably we need another manager here. And I never thought like how to hire these people. Like, honestly, what's going to be the process like? And, and I think I'm just going to ask them, like, how would you present yourself as a manager? Yeah, I do think you need to be able to articulate your values or your leadership principles on a personal level, right? And have them be specific, not generic things that you read in a book or listened to on a podcast. Like yeah. what is true to you? Like what do you actually think is important? The question though is like, do are people interested in having that conversation or do they just want to see the work? And if, and you know, and it's like, it's hard to grow as a manager if you're still judged by some strings that you wrote in a flow that was from five years ago. I mean, I'm curious your perspective here too, Rachel. I, I think it's it's really interesting to hear from. Okay, so I started doing managerial stuff a year ago, but I'm still also doing design work. So I'm more of a, a junior manager who has a couple of reports, but is still very involved hands-on on projects. What I've always learned as a designer is design is about the user and design is subjective, but it's how can you make safe bets with the data that you have that this might work for the masses. And the question is, is how do you present your work as a manager then almost with like, what's the right data to show success as a manager? And how are you presenting yourself as like a safe bet that you'll never know if I'm really good at what I do until you hire me, but how am I kind of trying to fill in the blanks so that you can make the safest bet possible that I could probably do the job? So I guess there's been a lot of interesting points of this conversation to maybe to kind of summarize it all. If someone's really interesting into getting into UX writing, I'm curious, what are the questions that someone should reflect on for themselves to, to get to this answer? I would start with like, why do you want to be a UX writer? Like, because if it's for the salary, because it's fancy to work in tech, whatever like that, forget about it already, it's not going to work. I think that first like that and say, okay, I want to be a user because I like to get users. I want to have an impact in my company. But also like having a real impact on how people are going to react to our product, then you're in the right path. Do you like also like uh, working somehow with design, like with the flows, with interactions, how to make it understandable from the beginning? It's something that you like, then okay, let's go for use writing content. And what about you, Joe? What are the questions someone should reflect on if they're considering this change? Well, I guess I touched on it a little bit earlier with like, you have to be okay with working within what can be a very messy environment, but you have to be a little bit obsessive about bringing some clarity and some structure to it. So you should probably be really into, into puzzles or, or, or trying to advance a puzzle, even if it takes forever. And I think a very, in, a, in like the thoughtful way that you should approach work. So I think it's it's really important to to know who you are. What do you like? What are you interested in? Like, who do, what are the type of people you want to work with? How is that team structured? And you don't have to think of all these things at once, but that's why I think it's important to find something that specializes in that space and then make sure that there's room and opportunity to grow from there. Oh my God. <laughs> Just because you, Joe, talk about it, like about who to work with, I would say try to think who you want to work with. Also, like as a, who is the manager that you want to work with because he's the person who's yeah. going to have the most impact in your life and you, you will learn from this person like this person will let you grow and this person will even let you like move to another company in the future because it's how good managers work and, and try to find the best manager that, that you can not the company but the the manager it can be even lower salary a product and much but it's gonna be worth it really i agree though a hundred percent you work with people right you don't work you know for that product necessarily so like it is it is more important that you find that like a safe supportive place that encourages you to 
to bring your best self and then you'll you'll do the best work. The Center is sponsored by the design team at Klarna. It's produced by Jonathan Anderson, Francesca Cutulo, Melanie Lovebird, Anusha Hussain, and Rachel Rosenson. To learn more about your regular career paths on the Klarna design team, head to klarna.com careers. A special thanks to Aljan Högström for having music throughout this episode. Got questions you want to hear other designers answer? Write us at thesender at klarna.com. See you next time!